No, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the guys aren't happy with the result, either are we, you know, either are the fans. But I thought from a soccer standpoint, I thought we played really well. You know, I thought the, we deserved to come out of that game with more. You know, I thought overall, when you looked at the game, I thought we dominated the game. When you look at the chances that we created and, uh, you know, the corners that we got out and, you know, possession and everything else, I thought the team played really well. Uh, it's a bad goal to take. First goal is a horrible goal to take. Those are the kind of goals that, that deflate a team. And, uh, you know, now you take the air out of the balloon, so now it becomes harder. I mean, I mean nobody's going to be harder on himself right now than Brian, you know, in regards to that goal. And, and certainly we're here, we're here to support him. But things like that, you know, change, change games. And then Sean Johnson comes up with, you know, three, four good saves, and uh, the game tips. <laughs> Is this 50? We should have started out with the 50 Cent song. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, we fucked up. We fucked up. Whatever. Episode 50, that, that, That's totally on Tucker. Yeah, that's on Chris. That's true. I, I will apologize for him. Poor, poor planning. You know, that's that's just kind of our, our estilo, isn't it? Yeah, well, I somehow went an entire week not knowing this would be episode 50. So. <laughs> well, there you go. How you been, buddy? <laughs> I'm so tired. Hey, there he goes. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. That's how I am. Are we, we should make a, a Ben, we should make a, a t-shirt. That just says, how you doing? And just saying, tired. With tired. Chris's face on with it. With a picture of Chris with the pen in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. Tired. <laughs> just all like. Exactly. Life is exhausting. <laughs> hey, man. But you know. That's what happens. Yeah. Look. You know, you become an adult, shit happens. Get an education. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm great, man. Doing well. Um, starting the pre-plan of the wedding stuff, so that's fun. You know, this is my least favorite part of the show when I have to answer how I am every week. Because it's you're not always doing bad. <laughs> it's it's never. It's I'm never going to come in and be like fantastic. I'm I'm. Why not? Look, man, <laughs> life just works out. <laughs> I, that's the most fucking. Hey, just get up and give him a hug, shit. man. I know. I know. It's like hold him for a little Look, bit. Shit. Jesus. Hold on. Try it again. Try it. Try it right now. I'm gonna try it. Give All it right, a right. shot. <clears throat> Take two. Yeah. All right. First off, take two should we should open with a fifty cent song. Okay. <laughs> up in the club. Up in the club. <laughs> Welcome to the Riot Squadcast episode fifty. My name is Ed Rodriguez. I'm joined by Chris Tucker. Episode fifty, buddy. How you doing? 
I'm fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> you had your chance, I'm sir. Outstanding. You had your chance. I'm outstanding. I'm See, out- that's when you get the sexy Here you go. chocolate right. voice. I'm outstanding. Oh, ladies, you heard that, right? <laughs> Drip. Gilbert just got wet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> love it. God. Too much? Uh, Too much? Ed, Ed, how come I never get a how are you? How, are you? how am I? How oh, are okay. You? You know, ben, how are you doing? You, you know? just got back from Vegas, right? Yeah, I just got back from spending three days in Vegas. Bam, 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 bam. And it was, it, was, it was a nice, fun Vegas trip. I mean, I can't comment on most of it. Doing blow off of strippers' it, assholes? It, it, Naturally. It, well, I was out there with the Teamsters, so it was- Oh, directly on the butthole. It was a good time. Ed, see, this is the part where, like, because you don't drink anymore, so- Exactly. You're just the guy in the back with, like, a-, a, a glass of coke so i'm the guy that coca-cola rem- a brief, exactly a briefcase and a glass of milk yeah <laughs> i'm the guy that remembers everything yeah you know? yeah you tell all the stories afterwards right <laughs> exactly yeah oh. yeah well nah, but th- that's why we didn't have like a big elaborate intro i just got back like a few hours ago and i just kind of mailed in the opening thanks, oh, I, thanks to tucker yeah you did great look you, you know the company that you're, you're with so yeah. exactly i figured it'd be all right yeah you'd be fine exactly the, the opening you'd finally matches the podcast <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Did anyone ask how you are, Ed? How are you? How are you, sir? Um, as good, you can tell, I can, I'm a lot better. Mm-hmm. I can breathe without it sounding like. Oh, how is that gross? <laughs> Me breathing? Yeah, I feel what? like that was that. That's the same sound as your like your last inhale before an orgasm. Or before <laughs> I like... die, that's my my death breath. Duh. It's orgasmic. <laughs> nice. But no, I, I'm a lot better. I'm sorry. I apologize for last week's episode. If you listen to five minutes and you're like, I can't. It's it's I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah it happens. Hey, I tried to add some white. It. I tried to add some white noise in there just, just to so, kind of yeah make right. it sound all right. Exactly. You know, I and I do this for you people. You know, yeah. I don't do this for my benefit. No, you, you played hurt. You played well. If it was my benefit, I would have stayed home. And be like fuck these people. I don't get paid for this shit. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for listening. So to that. angry. I appreciate, I appreciate I that. So angry to everyone who who downloads your show and enjoys it. And I know. You're congratulate like, fuck you. all you guys. But thank you for listening. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, things are good. I feel a lot better. Sev says hi. <clears throat> oh, tell Sev. Oh, hey, hey, Sev. How you doing, sir? Good. Um, let's just hop right into it. There's no Lars news this week. Um, no Galaxy games, so no viewing parties, no nothing. Um, if wait a second. Get- no Lars news? Didn't Ziggy come and like say hi to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Ziggy came by. If you guys haven't seen the pictures the Galaxy posted, um, came by. Um, if you guys enjoyed the... Massive handles of Jack Daniel. Oh no! Uh, what do we buy? We bought uh, Jim Beam, the huge handle of Jim Beam, and the huge handle of um, God damn it! I bought it too, and I can't remember anymore. Jameson. Jameson. There you J- go. J Momo. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, and, and I, I mean, I didn't buy it. You know, Lars bought it. Got it. bought. Yeah. I got some Lars news though. Seeing as what? I was there, I was at the game, and Hugo Ariano. On the capital stand with the large scarf. That kid's awesome. Oh, him and you his dad. Are, him and his dad are the best, dude. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, Lars, he's one of our own. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And Good they, kid. And, and Lars treated him like one of our own, so it was awesome. Good kid. His old man's nice. All, all, so, all around. If we could vote for for any non-player for Lars Player of the Year, it'd be Ariana's dad. <laughs> oh, that dude hell is yes. the fucking best. And it would be a runaway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. 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 Um, yeah. But no game this week, so no Lars news. But if you guys didn't, en- hopefully you guys enjoyed all the booze that we bought you guys this weekend. Um, Siggy came by, talked to us. Um, other than that, nothing really to talk about in the Lars land. Um, it's got to be nice for you. A little bit. It's got to be. It's got to be a slightly reassuring. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing bad going on. There's nothing good going on, but 
Well, I mean, negative always takes way more fucking time. That's kind of like uh, what's going on with the galaxy, right? It's like still bad, but some positives, I guess you you can say out of that last game. We, I thought we looked better. Oh, we definitely. Looked and I'll better. take you know, I'll I'll take that. The season's over anyway, so it doesn't you know, that doesn't really matter. Uh, but if we're we're turning some corners and you're you're, see, you're still seeing some outstanding play from some of the guys, um, thumbs up, you know. I mean, definitely thumbs up for that first half. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of lot of good minutes from a lot of the guys. Just the clearest thing that you you see from every game, and you definitely see from from a game like the New York one. We just we have an absolute inability to score goals, and as long as that's the case, it doesn't matter how how sound you play or, or how nice of a formation you have or if everyone's worked into the system or if you're defensively strong if you can't score goals in soccer you you don't win games no exactly. and when you're playing one of the best players in the league certainly one of the best strikers in the league the likelihood he's not going to score a goal is pretty fucking low so if you can't counter that to to equalize and definitely if you can't you know score another one to to take a lead you you don't have an ability to win that game. You you at best you're hoping to tie it if they can't score, um, and you know we weren't able to do that. So it's another L, another loss at home, and we just roll towards the off season. Um, I wanted you to talk about uh, what your feelings were on uh, Jonathan Dos Santos' first start for the the Galaxy. Uh, great, great his uh, greatest performance. Six and a half. I mean, he was fine. He wasn't. No, it's another game where no one's really good. Um, you have. You have some people who are better than others and some a little worse than others. For someone joining a team who, who's probably still not in great shape, I know he just came off the Confederations Cup and has pretty much been on vacation since then uh, and trained with the team a couple times, at least according to the Galaxy Twitters and Instagram. Um, for a guy probably still getting up to uh, match fitness and for a guy joining a team who's halfway through their season and a league that's halfway through their season while he had some rest time, he seemed fine. Um, I'm excited for when he gets up to speed and he's healthy and he's fit and he's ready to go, um, which I'm not really counting on seeing this year. I'll, I'll look forward to it next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I, I had some uh, some concerning things about Jonathan uh, or Jonathan. Jonah. Jonah. Uh, and I'll chalk it up to him being with the team for a week and a half. Um, did give the ball away quite a few times, mm-hmm. like four or five times, gave the ball away. Like, not even give it away, just take it off of him. Yeah. So, which you little, know, little is a Dos Santos treat. Yeah. So it 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 makes sense. Perhaps yeah. it runs in the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely saw a better forty five minutes than we've seen in a long time. Perhaps the best forty five minutes we played at home all season. Or at home, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We just we people can't. people are definitely saying that for, that forty five against uh, New York Red Bulls was probably pretty the yeah. best we've seen. Yeah. We just we, if we could if we could score. I think if we had a striker who could score, if we got a DP, you know, we had Geniac or something like that, and we played as well as we played in that first half, we probably win that game. Um, but as long as it's it's Zardis and as long as it's, you know, McInerney, it's over. Like, it's over. It's okay. You know. Do you think that if it was any other keeper than Sean Johnson that night? He had a fucking outstanding game. Yeah. That was just, I mean, you know, if you got, I, I wasn't able to go to the game live, and, and if you were there, just... That's one of those games you just be happy you got to see in in person. I mean, he was fantastic. Um, a lot of it is is also due to the calamitous state of our strike force. Um, but 
he the non-existent the non-existent strike force. But you know, when he was called upon, he was he was huge. Jack McInerney has to stay on us. Jack McInerney has a um um he for whatever reason he likes to aim the ball directly at where the goalkeeper is standing. Um, which hurts him, <laughs> you know. It's it's obviously going to hurt the that's, chances. That's called the Giassi Giassi's artist shot. His, his I don't know if that hurts his XG or his XA. It, it, none of that shit makes any what sense the, to me. Analytics um, bullshit. But as long as as he keeps hitting the ball directly to where the fucking keeper is, like it's he's always going to have some trouble. That was the problem with Giassi. It's either right at the goalkeeper or, or fucking fifteen row yards, H. Yeah, into the air. Um, and then McInerney had one cross, I think, in the second half. Where he he nodded it down like he should have, and somehow Sean Johnson got a leg there, um, and just kept him out. And he was that guy was not getting scored on. Yeah, I mean it, it's unfortunate that we get the night certainly where, not fucking by us where Sean Johnson is like at his back. He's the, he he's the Sean Johnson that reminded you why he was in the U.S. Men's National Team pool of keepers. Yeah, because he hasn't been that in a while. No, and so in that game you saw like oh shit that's right like he. He was decent for a while. He was he was, he was been on, on a lot of years of uh, that bad Chicago team. Yeah. And then you'll, so, but he's he's that kind of guy where in two or three weeks you may say, oh, that's right, that's why he keeps losing his spot to fucking Nick Ramondo because he'll have some howler or, or Bill Hamid or Bill Hamid. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck happened to that guy? He's hurt, right? He's got to be out injured. I don't care. So yeah, good good game from from Sean Johnson. Uh, a lot of lot of good performances from like Emma. Emma's fuck. God, he's every, my man. Week he's in my, week out, man. That guy just gives you. Consistent performances, man. Player of the year. He he would be my Lars player. Easy right now, I man. I love Emma Boateng. For well, the shorties. Do it for the shorties, son. I mean, just in an a weekend, week out, that dude's giving you a performance that's... He gives you everything. Yeah. He gives you every fucking thing he has. I mean, you, you can... If you watch the game back, you can see he, he put in six, seven crosses, dangerous crosses, yeah. and just no one's there. There's just no one there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Jossie's runs are fucking non-existent. They're they're non-existent or they're too slow. Yeah, well, they're you know, or he gets there and whiffs on the ball <laughs> and embarrasses himself. But it's it's you that's know. true too. So you had you had you know Cole good again uh, Von Anholt I might be falling in love with him. Um, Alessandrini good. Jao Pedro was Ooh, okay. Which I might, one? I might disagree with you on the Alessandrini. You are you are incorrect. The guy on one v ones. The guy's a fucking beast. On fucking one v threes, the guy's a but beast. But I think I th- I think he's and he got taken out. At what what minute? I don't even remember. He got taken out because he looks like he's hurt and he's playing injured. And he was like I think Kevin Baxter tweeted out, uh, tweeted out today that him uh, Jones and Gio didn't show up for training or they weren't training today. They weren't training today. Yeah. So I mean maybe that's a little bit of it that he's been playing injured because it's been a couple weeks now where he's been playing on this injured leg of his or. Something's keeps you know coming up and it's just it showed a little bit. Yeah. Um also this is the first game not to deviate too far from there. I, I disagree with you about Allison Drini having a good game. I, I thought he was one of the best players we had. I mean, I would go one two with him and Emma Emma Boateng. I think who scored um dot com rated Allison Drini higher as like the best player we had for the game. But I go one of the two. Again, no one was great. So when you're when you're comparing a mediocre performances, good performances. Uh, one guy who is slightly better will stand out. Um, I, I go either way with him. Zardis and McInerney are still where everything goes to die. Um, all attack goes to die. But to praise Emma, to go one step further, first game I can remember, at least in a long time, where Emma Boateng doesn't get subbed out. Yeah. At all. We only used two subs, and we kept Emma on for the entire game. 
Um, well, who are you going to sub on to fucking make a difference? Bradley Diallo. <laughs> right. Bradley Diallo at the 89th minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they had Lasseter on the bench. Like, they, they could have made that move. They could have pushed Von Anholt up like, forward. At, at this, and at this point, why not? Try some new you're, shit. You're 2-0 you're down. Put fucking Lasseter in. Like, what... What does it matter at that point? Put Ariano in. I You're mean, not going to score. He wasn't on the bench, but maybe you start putting people like Hugo Ariano or Cassiano on the bench and seeing what they can give you, given that this season is, for the most part, over. Maybe you start looking at some of these younger kids. Maybe you give Nathan Smith a, a regular run. I don't think we we give Smith a run over Von Anholt, because presumably he could be the guy well, long Yeah, I know. Von Anholt, like, it's like his third game. Like but Maybe you should keep playing him. Maybe you, you work out a formation change where you can you can push Cole up a little bit more and let him get more in the attack, and you put Smith or Diallo at left back. And you start giving these other guys a chance, and we can start planning for next season. Yeah, I don't... I don't think the FO is is willing to to uh, let everyone know that they've given up on the season quite yet. I don't think they would ever, ever? openly openly admit <laughs> until until they're up. mathematically out. They're like, we're going to push, guys. No, if they would be mathematically eliminated, and they would say, well, you know, we're working on some things. <laughs> we got we got things going on that you guys don't see, and uh, we trust, we're going to be able to figure this out. Trust the process. Hashtag trust the process. Trust the process. Yes, sir. Man. Of course, man. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up: Did you see? So you saw how Jermaine Jones kind of got hurt within like the Fuck first me, six guy. minutes. Did you see that picture? No. Oh, you want to see it? I got it on my phone. Well, and so I don't know. If we, I don't know if I can. I can show this audio media. Media. Well, if you're watching live, you can see it. But um, I'm going to show Chris the picture of Jermaine Jones's foot. Ready? This is foot. Yeah. Oh, you ready? I hate shit like this. You ready? Yeah. Ah! Oh, what the? F- <laughs> can Can I? Can you zoom in? <coughs> That's I'm fucking right. disgusting. Get on the phone, you idiot. You have, you, have longer, you have longer reach. That's fucking disgusting. Oh, look at that. So I guess he had to get like a couple stitches, and his, they numbed his foot to play for the rest of the game. Ugh, that's, that's gross. That's fucking rad, isn't it? You know, I I, I applaud the uh, the dedication. That's I never want to see that image again, but I, I definitely applaud it. We have to tweet that photo out. So if you're, if you're just a podcast downloader, uh, we will tweet. Dis- we'll put it, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes or whatever. photo. It's awesome. Um, let's talk about Jermaine Jones. I mean, I thought he actually had a better game. Both both Dos Santos's will win player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Someone commented on uh, uh, Edder Dos Santos is going to win the game. He's going to win, or win yeah. the player of the year. Gio will win player of the year. Jonathan will win humanitarian of the year. Yeah. For sure. Uh, let's talk about Jermaine Jones, man. I thought he actually had a decent game uh, other than the, again, flying into a tackle without being a fucking professional player and mm-hmm. knowing not to do that. But he does it once again, or his slip, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, what do you, what do you, he's experienced, like he should know better than this by now. I don't, I, it's, it's every week. It's, I mean, it's, it's turning out that way, right? It's, it's the, the weird tackles that lead almost immediately to a goal appear to be Jermaine Jones's version of yellow Von Dom and yellow and red cards. Where it's like every week you know he's going to get cited for something. Every week there's a chance he might get sent off. Every single week Jermaine Jones is on the field, he's going to make a weird tackle that leaves somebody else in a bad spot that allows some the the other team to take an advantage. Do you, and, and do you think it's mental lapses or just him his defi- deficiencies now that he's an older player? I think, and he's coming off a major injury. I think he is an older player coming off a major injury who is unwilling to admit the things he physically can't do anymore. And that he got really comfortable being able to make that tackle when he was younger. And 
I still think a part of him thinks he's much better than most of the players in this league, and he thinks he can make weird-ass shit tackles like that. And it fu- it's fucked us two weeks in a row. Uh, probably more if you go back far enough. But it's a, it's a regular occurrence with him now. Um, and I will be very, I will be extremely interested to see if, if Ziggy benches him. I don't think it'll well, happen. I don't think that'll happen. He seems to play him even more, in fact, and try to figure out I don't know what the plan all of them is. On, on the field. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's he, he's going to hit the bench once Yella is, is back, right? If Yella comes back, no. But he would. Well, he's not going to play center back anymore, and you can move Jonathan to well, he's center gonna, midfield. Well, I mean, it's not like they've been putting him as center back. They put him as center defensive mid. He played three in the back uh, against New York, and was a played a center back, and I think he played a little center back last week. A little center back. A little center back. Um. So I mean I I, I don't know. He no, is, he's gonna he's gonna sit Romney. That's who's fuck, gonna sit. This guy sucks, man. Jermaine, he's the worst. He's just I mean he, he's the worst. If he's if he if if it's true, sorry, don't look at me like that. If it's true that he is uh, something of a bothersome locker room presence, a cancer, if you will, you know. Disease. The, the term is what they they call it. But if he is a concerning locker room presence, and he's a liability on the field, and he calls he costs you a ridiculous amount of money, and he doesn't fit a position of need, like how fucking awful of a signing has he been? Uh, he's probably been one of the worst in Galaxy history. Uh, forget with, even with hype, and even forgetting the jersey with number hype thing. and expectations, he's got to be one of the worst. Oh, he's terrible. And I like I think about I'm getting angry now. I think about the good, good motherfucker, <laughs> damn. But I think about like what they hoped for. They gave him a raise after playing like what nine games in Colorado. Like, how does nobody answer for some shit like that? Well, I mean, someone did answer for it. It was that wasn't his call, <laughs> which is fucked up. Like that, there was no way that was Curtinolfo's call. No fuck no, no way. I I'm just saying someone got. Someone got scapegoated. Someone absolutely got scapegoated. Because like, oh, I know we guys aren't doing, we're not doing well this season. Uh, we're gonna fire the coach and bring someone in, but we're cool, right, guys? Yeah, Benjamin cool. Benjamin Rodriguez asked, uh, "Is Jones out now? We can win." Which filling <laughs> in sentence. filling in the words in that sentence that have dropped out. Um, I mean, no. Assuming assuming I understand the question you're asking, no. Even if he's not playing, we're not we're not winning. We're not going to win. We no. can't score a goal to save our life. Yeah, no um, And you know he'll he'll keep playing until proven otherwise. I mean, we have no reason to believe he won't play, regardless of his performance in the field. And I and again, I agree with you. Overall, I think he had a, a decent game. I thought he had a decent game. But he has these like quick moments where you need him to make the smarter the smarter decision, and he makes some. Well, I, th- I like I said, I, th- I think it comes down to him not being being able to do it anymore. Not that he's like it's a mental lapse. I think he just can't physically do it anymore. Sure. I mean, then again, that's someone who shouldn't be starting. No. Which he won't. I mean, once Jonathan's back, or once John uh, Geo's back, I don't think he starts. I think he hits the bench. Oh, I, I absolutely think he starts. Which will be fascinating. Yeah. Well, the only way I could see you starting him is if Zardis hits the bench, which I also don't see happening. No. I think long term they have more invested in Giassi than they have in Jones. It would it would be smart if they maybe tried something different where you put maybe. Boateng up top? No, 4231. But Zardes? No, 4-2-3-1, up top. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that's what's happening. It's And here's the thing. How is, do you get Chiasi Zardes on the field? Here's the thing is that, that that formation hasn't worked 
at all this season. Right. Because what 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 number, you know, or number nine up there? What has he done all season? We don't have one. Or yeah, exactly. But as a pseudo, whatever Giassi is. Yeah, number eleven or whatever you want to call it. Um, the target forward. Fuck, man. But that's the thing. He's 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 pretty terrible with his back to goal. Like he yeah. where he always succeeded was Robbie Keane opening up a bunch of space, taking a shot, and then him coming coming in behind, almost like a like a poacher. Um, he's not going to shoot from outside the box and be able to score. He's not going to chip a keeper. He's not going to be able to chip a keeper. He can't play with his back to goal. If he's not, I mean, I I hate to feed into that narrative, but if he's not being more athletic than the defender who's guarding him, he's probably not going to be able to get you a goal. And now he is the guy when it comes to to being a striker, and everyone knows it. So you guard him. We're at a point now where teams aren't even guarding Giassi. They're not even bothering. What's the point? They're not even bothering. He's either he's he's either going to take a heavy touch. What's the point of Giassi? Oh. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. Um, but you know, two for the laws. Well, that's that's one of the things we were we were talking about on on Twitter this week. Um, Guessman was saying that the uh, the rule for loaning a player to Galaxy Two was it had to be in good faith. You have to you can't loan. You know, uh, tossing a name out. You can't realistically loan Yellow Von Dom down to Galaxy 2. He's arguably the best center back in the league. Um, if he's not one, he's 1A. So you can't loan him down to open up space or to open up salary cap relief because you can't say in good faith that this is the guy you would you would want playing on a lower division team. Couldn't we make that argument with Jossie's artist right now? You can argue that he's going to go the rest of the season. We have, what, 11 games left? You can argue that he's going to go the rest of the season without scoring a goal. I mean, it's... Starting him is detrimental to a team. <laughs> You're more than likely not going to see a Jesse Zardes goal. I'm going to call one Jesse Zardes goal this year. It's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. We we do play We're Colorado gonna, and RSL, so I mean, it's go. a possibility. We gotta, do we have any games against United left? Oh God, <laughs> no. But yeah, I think Jesse. Well, we it. have it against Minnesota United. But you could, you could, in you know, a team barely worse than us, you could make the argument that Jesse should be loaned down to G2 and could get minutes and good starts and it's helpful to his his development. Yeah. And you can make the case that the guy who was sent sent out this season to be our number one striker can be loaned down to a second division team in good faith and playing games, playing getting minutes. In good faith. Like I mean, how how much has the plan for the year just crumbled? Like I said, dude, it was a it was a plan built on on a faulty foundation as it was, so like somehow McInerney at sixty seven grand. McInerney at sixty seven grand is seen as a bad transfer. <laughs> like all everything that could go wrong went wrong. I mean, at least they tried to get a striker at one point, right? Yeah, the, the cheapest failed. available. The cheapest Literally available. the cheapest one available. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Where the league is paying what? Uh the vast majority of this guy's salary. Yeah. One thing I did notice though, and um I I'm guessing this was like a game plan that happened. Um Rowe seemed to be playing really fast. Like, every time he get the ball, distribute it, like, really fast. Oh, getting it right back out. Yeah. Here. Probably trying to catch him on the break. <clears throat> well, I think that was a plan from Siggy, which backfired on the uh, the vehicle, because he played that ball out, and no one was paying attention. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. And then they just took it, fucking, three passes, and Villa scores his goal. Yeah. He, he, By the he's way, a, an amazing player. And you could tell another part of that first 45 minutes that... Um, was probably the best they've had all season 
was that Via was fucking non-existent. Yeah. Ad, non-existent in that but first half. He was half. everywhere in the second half. Exactly. Because you had people like Jermaine Jones getting tired, you know. You, you, I don't know. Rewatch the highlight of Via's goal and watch Jones come in and defend what appears to be Dave Romney's back right side rather than David Villa's left side. Both goals, the defending is fucking comical, yeah. man. And that's and that's that's it's the small mistakes. And especially when you have teams that are playing really well like New York, all those things are gonna go their way. And all the you know, it's like luck isn't on your side. But the better you are informed, the somehow the better luck you have. New York got lucky. Caught Via caught Via off his line. Like they they were they were better. They were a better team that, that game. But caught um caught Roe off his line, caught Jermaine making a weird, dumbass tackle. Um, caught Steris not stepping up, like one of those Steris moments, and you get a couple every game. Uh, caught Romney guarding nothing. Caught Jones guarding Romney. You know, they had those moments, and they took their chances, and, and you know, there you go. Yep, there you go. Um, any final thoughts on this game, man? We are four points off of the bottom of the league. Four points? Oh, my God. Um, We're four points off the absolute rock bottom of the league. We are in 19th place. Uh, Colorado is one behind us, and they have a game in hand. So we got a couple calls. Let's uh, let's go to the first call. No, really, just like that. Oh, where's the where's uh, our? How about like Ed done Lubia? Ed done taking dinner? Hey, you know, you you pointed to the sign. I thought you'd have been ready. (laughs) You pointed calls. You know, just for that, you get this. Where's the Mr. Telephone Man? Oh, did you forget about this? No, I did not forget. All right, so the first call is going to be from Unknown. From Ports Unknown. No? Chris? Mr. Hey, I was just calling in to put in my two cents of an opinion on tonight's match. Um, I really think we're improving a lot. Siggy has really has done a lot for the team as of the moment. Sean Johnson has an incredible game. You know, I think he won that victory for, for New York City. I mean, L.A., I mean, you keep on trying. So I just said, thank you. Bye. Thank you, unknown caller. You guys, when you call, you know, leave your leave your name. Leave your name and leave your city. We want to give you, you know, your props, your proper dues. Especially if you end up having significantly better points than Ed and I. Because if you, if you don't tell us, we're just going to steal. Let me claim them. Yeah. Claim them as our own. Um, I mean, the team looks better under Ziggy. I mean, it's clear. Yeah, I mean, if I think if they got Ziggy a striker in that third DP spot, if they did, yeah. if they did, that's a game. That's a game that we would, well, we might have been able to win. You know, who would have? We didn't know that we needed a striker, so no one, no one knew. No one knew. We Even needed the one. people who tried to sign four strikers before Jonathan was. Yeah, we didn't know we needed a allegedly. Um, Not at all. No, but I agree with him. We look better under under. Uh, we looked better under Ziggy, obviously, than we have under Anolfo for months and months. Um, they're clicking. They're getting there. They just got to tighten some, some just, screws to get someone little, who can score. A little too late. A little, little bit too late. Ben, you, but you know been, what I know? You noticed the... Look at Ben just dancing. Ben is, ben is enjoying himself. I wish himself. you guys could see Ben right now. He's uh, popping. He is, yeah. He's popping. He's one. just doing a shoulder bounce in a computer chair. That's old man dance right there. There you go. Look at Ed. Old man dance. It's, it's the exact same dance Ed old is doing. Old man dance. It is. It's awesome. <laughs> Just enjoying the living hell out of this song. Oh man! But you hear how like down, accepting of the results that, that people have now. 
what, 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 else, what else can you do? You get angry or you, get, or you accept it. I mean, it's like, it is what it is, man. <laughs> Somehow I made it. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, right? All right, so let's go to our next caller. This is our best friend, Scott. No longer jo- Josh Gaspin's best friend. He's our best friend now. Chris, and this is Scott. No anger here this time. Oh, just so sadness. Accepting, see? Just sadness. Uh, just sadness. I don't know. New York City last night, they were just better. I mean, they were just flat out better. I mean, Jones, Starris, and Rowe, I mean, they all did okay on that goal. Just if Rowe was just a taller, more athletic goalkeeper, he would have stopped it. If Starris was a slightly better center back, he might have gotten in front of that ball. Jones wasn't Jones. Maybe he would have, you know, made the tackle. But we're just not good enough. And they have David Villa, who's just brilliant. And we didn't convert any of our chances because McInerney and Zardes just aren't the best target forwards that we can have. We're simply not a good enough team to compete against the best teams in this league right now. And the only way to fix it is if management just brings in better players next season. But I have no faith or hope in them due to the absolutely incompetent team that they built this year because they don't have Bruce Reed anymore to hide under his skirt. So I don't know. It's just I I don't know what to do. I I just wish the front office would hear us. But... It is what it is, and I'm going to keep supporting the team, and I'm going to keep hoping that things get better, and uh, Bradford Jameson is awesome. I love you, boys. Bye. Love you too, Scotty. I love you, Scott. Um, Bradford Jameson is awesome. They are, the FO, they are hearing you. Yeah. They're just not listening. Yeah. I don't know. I had, I had, a, had a phone call uh, with... Christopher Klein last week. Oh, yeah, that's ago, right. That's right. Four right. five days ago. Um, no, they hear you. They hear every single oh, one. Oh, they're of you. listening. And I'm not telling you to stop. They're not telling you to stop. If anything, I'm telling you to do more. Um, but they are definitely hearing every single one of you. And it makes me very happy. It makes me, it, it, it puts a smile on my face to know that. <laughs> that everyone wants them fired? Everybody wants them fired. <laughs> No, it puts a smile on my face that people are upset and people are vocal. It, and that it show, it's showing that they love the team, man. And look, I've said this. And you don't want to see them going down this path that is it's unacceptable. No, everyone knows it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And you, well, you want, and it's it's something I've told you before. You, you, what you don't want. Look, do we have do we have people in our in our front office that um, think very highly of their own opinion? Yes. Um, yeah. That are un- def- so there's definitely people who think their shit don't stink. Yes. Do that think they know they unequivocally know the right answer um, at a minimum it appears to I, I can't say that I know for sure but it, it definitely appears that there are people in the front office who are um, very big on their own ideas and how they want to go about doing things is that bad sure what's worse is if you had a front office like New England where when you all complain and you all bitch and moan no one's listening because yeah, they don't no. really give a fuck. No, you may not agree with what these people are doing, and, look, and it's like, look, the Crafts own Arsenal. They don't give a fuck. They about don't give you. two shits about you. They, uh, what? That doesn't sound right. Robert Kraft does not own Arsenal. Wait, no. Which one? Which team does he own? <sighs> Liverpool. God, you... Some English team, right? Doesn't he own a fucking? I'm just gonna let you keep going. Doesn't he own like an, an English team? Well, Liverpool is owned by uh, no, uh, the Fenway Sports Fenway, Group. Fenway, yeah. Uh, Arsenal is owned by Stan Kroenke, who owns oh, They're the all Rams. the fucking same. 
they're all rich, rich white dudes. Like I don't fucking care. Liverpool. Uh, well, no. What I was, you're, what could happen is you could have a New England revolution where no one gives a fuck when you complain. No one's listening when you complain. They're going to trot out the same shit next year that they did the year before that they did the year before that. They, their idea of trying, much like ours, ironically, is Jermaine Jones. Um, you don't want that. I can tell you, having having spoken to Mr. Klein and a couple other people, um, they hear you and they are listening. I don't know how much it'll change and I don't know how much it'll affect it, but I I, I 100% know that they are fucking listening. Well, there you go. All right, so uh, next caller is at Sweater Cat. Oh, no, at, what is it? Sweater. LA Galaxy LA Sweater Gal- Cat. LA Galaxy Sweater Cat. Hey there, at LA Galaxy Sweater Cat here. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Like, I've been a season ticket alert for a decade now, and we've had some bad seasons, right? You remember Sexy Football? That was a disaster. Rude hula. Remember that season when Beckham went all Hollywood Hogan and started arguing with fans and picking fights with everybody? Well, we that know was terrible. But it was still entertaining. This team is horrendous, and they are not fun to watch. And the front office wants to raise my ticket prices. I just, I don't think I can do it again next season. Because this, this product on the field is just not worth it. So, that's it. Great podcast. I love you guys. Still owe you both a beer. Thanks. All right. I will always take a beer. Thank you, at LA Galaxy Sweater Cat. Um, so, let's tackle the first part of that. Um, even during those bad years, like sexy football years... It was still pretty fucking entertaining to watch. And it, depending yeah, the, on when the, you came the into the galaxy, four, the five four New York uh, game. Depending on when you came into the galaxy, sexy football is a reference to uh, our old manager Rude Hulick, Rude Hulick. Uh, who took over uh, after Frank Yallop was fired. What's the song that he came out with? Uh, oh, not the telephone dance, something like that. But you should, you want, should know, man. But I want to. You know, it's on your you. iTunes. It was for a long time. Yeah. Um, but he, he said we didn't need to, to practice free kicks because we had David Beckham, not the dancing kind by Rude Hulett. Fuck, that's it. Um, we didn't need to practice free kicks, and he was going to bring sexy football to to Major League Soccer because he was Dutch and better than everyone. And, of course, much like Kurt Anolfo, he was an absolute unmitigated fucking abortion. Um, but he kept saying, this is, this is how we're going to play, this is what we're going to do. And you had some effort, you had some energy, but really just didn't connect. You know, you had a team that even, even Carlos Pavone scored more goals than Giassi Zardes has. Holy this fuck, year. you're right. If we, if, if God damn, remember it. every Pavone goal he scored that year was an assist from Beckham. Yeah. Other than that, it he was, was like, absolutely. It was, they useless. were all they were all diving headers. <laughs> he got two against New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, even in that bad year, you had interesting things that took place. This is this That's is just, just bad. a boring bad year. Bad. Nothing real exciting happened outside of. Coping with yellow being gone and a fuck ton of injuries. Yeah. But, and then, know. yeah, I mean, going to the, the last part of that where Diva mostly, Beckham. mostly um, tickets are going are going up. I mean, even if it's, I think it's not very much. I think it's like quarters on the like on your game ticket. Mm-hmm. But still, optics, man. Like in a year where you're literally one of the worst teams in the league, if you raise it up any more. You're still gonna get people who are complaining like, "Why are you raising my tickets when your year, when this year has been the shittiest we've been in our history?" Almost, it's gonna, it's getting to that point where it's, this is the worst year in Galaxy history. We are three games. We have three losses away from 
having being tied for the most galaxy losses in the modern era, in the post-PK era. We are four losses away from overtaking even that record. We have 11 games left to go. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's... So even even if like I'm saying like even if you raise your your prices on your tickets, mass money a penny, you know it's still the optics of it is like you're raising tickets for a product that's not worth the price of admission. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? And this is this is this is in your pre LAFC season. What's wrong with them? They you know what it is, and this is honestly my 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 outlook. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I think they had a plan, and the plan was. Well, we're raising season tickets at the end of this year, and we're going to have a great season against uh, MLS before LAFC comes in because that's how they look at the world. Yeah, and so at the end of that year, we're going to raise. It'll be prices. justified. And I don't. I again, I I don't know if that's the case. If it's not, please don't tell me. I don't care. Um, but that's that's how I think these decisions get made. I think it was decided going prior to this year that we were ticket prices were relatively set. Um, well, keep giving your money, even though they got millions from the Chargers and. Not, you know, not enough. Not bro. enough. Not no. Enough. No. Upgrades. No. Yeah. Of course not. Um, but you know, it's. I'm actually optimistic for next year. I really am. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of money available. A lot of dead weight taken off a the. Lot of, the, the not the even dead weight. Like some, some starters, some really good starters. Arguably, our best player in his time here, and Ashley Cole, will probably be gone next year. Um, so we're getting all of his salary money. Yellow Van Dom is if he doesn't leave this window, he's you know let's say he's ninety nine percent sure to be leaving in the winter window. So you have Ashley Cole's money, and you have Yellow's salary, and you have the tan that's buying Yellow down. Then there's the rumors of a two point five million dollar tam infusion into MLS of, of additional allocation money coming in. Uh, plus you have Jermaine Jones being taken off the books. Plus you have Jermaine Jones's tam being taken off the books. Like there's. Yeah, a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of money, a lot of room. You have Jack McInerney, sixty-seven grand coming back in. Um, you know, maybe it's time you you ship Roe or Diop, Diop. But maybe it's time you ship Roe or Diop, Diop, and you bring Kempen up and let him take that spot. Diop. I mean, Kempen's been the number two on the bench. It should be fucking Kempen should be the number one. I don't recall him having a bad game. If he's had one and I forgot, again, don't tell me. But I don't recall Kempen having a bad game. He can back up Roe or Diop. Roe. It should be Roe. Uh, I think I think definitely you definitely go find a better keeper than all of them. Alright, so um next caller is uh Josh. Josh? Not not that Josh, another Josh. Hey boys, this is Josh. First off, um just congrats on the show. You guys are kicking ass. I couldn't be more proud of you. It's been fun to watch you grow. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, to the team, look. The only way that things are going to change is if the fans take control of the organization again. Before the people in the front office were there, we were the fans. And once they're gone, we're still going to be the fans. It's our team. And they're not going to have any kind of accountability from the top down. We see that. They're not going to hold each other accountable. That means it's up to us to hold them accountable. What that means, what that looks like, I'm not sure. Um, It has to be visible. It has to be united. And it has to catch people's attention in a way that they can't ignore. So I don't know if it's a cross-stadium chant with Lars and ACB or a social campaign or TIFO or something, but the alternative is to just keep giving them our money and buying our beers and watching the team fall down the toilet. So I know you guys will have thoughts and ideas, and I can't wait to hear them. 
keep doing what you're doing. I love the show. Love you guys. Take care. All right, thank you, Josh. Josh numbers. Um, let's talk about it, man. Let's. I mean, you know, I had it early later in the show, but let's talk about season ticket renewals then. Okay, I was like, you have to tell me what he said. I wasn't paying attention. I was focused on the on the bottom. <laughs> oh, um, Josh has another call. Josh called twice. <laughs> oh shit! All right, this All is right. this is the second one first. By the way, Josh is the one. Hey, this is Josh. Um, Fuck, man. So I left you one message yesterday, and I'm thinking more about it, and I'm calling you again, obviously, um, because I he think I understand how fans can take control of this team back, which I think in the end is what has to happen. Because it's ours. It was ours before they were there. It's ours now, and it's gonna be ours after Pete and Chris are gone. And I think the way that happens is this is only something season ticket holders can do. But if there's a uh, uh, campaign um, petition, season ticket holders sign that say, I am not renewing my season tickets until Klein and Behanis are gone, and the day that they're both gone is the day I renew my ticket. And say 5,000 season ticket holders sign that petition. That might actually mean something. Now, say they don't lose their jobs, and you don't want to be bluffing. You can still go to a game. You can still support the stadium sponsor sub hub and buy. You can go to every game without buying season tickets. But if they want your season ticket money, then those two need to go. I think that might be a way to do it where you're not being negative towards the team. You're still supporting the players. But you're making it very clear that if they want to count on you as a season ticket holder, then that has to happen first. Get 5,000 people to do that, 10,000, I don't know how many season ticket uh, people there are, but that might be a way to go um, that people can get behind. So anyways, uh, I get pissed off every time I think about this and I keep calling you. I'll stop now, <laughs> but keep doing what you're doing. No, thanks, Josh. We love you, buddy. Um, and to speak to Josh's point there, I don't remember what the number is. I do believe it's south of 10,000 for season tickets. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's I would imagine things. it's well south of 10,000. Yeah. Actually, I think it's pretty close to 10,000, just under. Yeah, not yeah, well okay. south. Okay. That, would, that would shock me. That is... That's shocking. That is, I'm currently that's shocked. That's inside info. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where I got that, but that's inside info. Inside information. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> you look it. <laughs> I'm so shocked. No, honestly, I, I would have I would have said closer to five. Yeah. I would have. I was I was thinking like 7,500. Yeah. 7,500 seemed about right. I, I know that... We'll see a couple how, years ago, the, we'll see how many it is next year. Yeah, well, I remember a couple years ago, the, the stretch goal was ninety five hundred. That seemed uh, that seemed like a lot. Low. I mean, it seemed low for what I would hope they would aspire to, but I think you know they're realistic to the situation. Um, so I want to uh, Thomas on on the Facebook Live comments. Um, he goes, "How can we not renew? They sent us pins, pins. The, the pins, the pins did look dope. I like the five star pin. That, that was, dude. I haven't even gotten that." That totally I, I just got it today. You're blacklisted. Yeah. I know. You got your shit stolen, man. Dude, I get, I, well, I get the bougie seats, and fucking I don't get a freaking pin. That sucks. Yeah, yeah that's why, because you're bougie, Yes, man. man. You can't trust their deliveries. Hell no. Hell no. no to, to Josh's point, and it's it's something that I think you and I have talked about a couple times on here, um, you will outlast every single person that works at that stadium. You will outlast the president. You're kill them. You, well, no. what? Um <laughs> But you will, you will just out, kidding. You will just out, kidding. Yeah, just not, kidding. it's not happening. This is uh, this is being recorded. I should remember that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think live isn't great either. Um, 
you outlast Klein as president. You outline Pete Vian- outlast Pete, uh, Pete Vianus as GM. You outlast Ziggy Schmidt, probably in life, but definitely as head coach. Every so he's getting player. a lot of fucking slack, man. Oh, I feel bad for him now. What? He's getting a lot of shit talked on him. Bro, he is like dangerously overweight. <laughs> like I'm worried about him. I'm, I'm are legitimate, you? I'm legitimately. Are you? Ed, I'm legitimately worried about Ziggy Schmidt's health. Okay. I mean, if it's a beer belly, how much are you drinking to sustain that? Like, he's an, he coaches athletes. Why would you even listen to him? Go run laps. Nah. You what got, you going to do anyway? You got tired by saying that sentence. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty. <laughs> go, go. Go run, run go laps. Run laps. <laughs> run, run laps. Like butter. Like that's. <laughs> you know, we had an episode two weeks ago called Sweat and Butter. That might be my favorite title ever, by the way. Oh, Fan Dickin was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you will out. You... <laughs> Sorry, again, Thomas. Thomas bringing the heat, man. Um, has anyone seen an awful since he got fired? I'm 90% sure Siggy ate him. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you can't if you can't have fun with your coaches, what's the point? Oh, and then uh, and then Anthony uh, uh, Ponte says he's the Tommy Lasorda of MLS. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh man, so much fat shaming. That's what's that's I, I take it personally. I think we have a, an episode title. Yeah. Hashtag fat shaming. I think we've had a title of that before. Fat shaming, really? Yeah. Early. Yeah, that, that was the one after Ed won the jersey when they were fat uh, when, when the Galaxy fat yeah. shamed him. Sh- oh, that's yeah, right. The squad fat shamed him. Some bitches. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember any of this show. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. That's the one way you can really get your voice heard, is by not buying. And not paying in money is is the central focus, and because that's when you get Shadow President Dan Becker in to notice. Oh, hold hold on! No, we're not because you just mentioned Shadow President Dan Beckerman, who can be found on Instagram. Instagram now at Dan underscore Beckerman underscore AEG. Have make your voices heard because not everyone is listening. Well, you know, Dan Beckerman's not listening. We'll have uh, one of us will we'll link out his Instagram in the in the show notes. Don't like threaten him or anything, but at, yeah, I mean, come on. At Dan underscore Beckerman underscore AEG. If you if you're looking for an Instagram follow, he follows back. Uh, I don't think it's verified, but I also don't imagine a shadow president would have that blue check. Wouldn't work out too well. Well, it was, it was uh pretty nice of him to post a picture of the galaxy. You know, an AEG on team or the Kings AEG on team. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, it was the Chargers that he posted a picture of. What? Oh my God! Of course, because that's all they care about oh, is money. That guy sucks. Money being Money's, brought into their pockets. Money's again. If you want your voice heard and you want these, if you want Vahenas and you want Klein out, you you don't renew. Have a mass exodus of season ticket holders. Then they'll get the point across, and you'll see Shadow President Dan Beckerman like take off his hooded cloak. Sith. N- and then be like, oh, what's going on here? And then as he's like rattling his fingers together and scratching the. I like how I like how evil you've created him to be. And then he's, he's probably really he's nice just, guy. He's just mildly inquisitive. He's about, probably really about nice guy. Topic. He just doesn't. He just has no. He just doesn't give a shit about the team. No. Do you think he will give a shit about the team now that he's got the Chargers money? I mean, even no. if, 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 no, if they if they drop their season ticket, if they cut their season tickets in half, is he even going to care because he's got the Charger money? He will care if there is. Money. He will care if there is a notable drop off in attendance due to LAFC and that's it right 
if you stop buying jerseys, if you don't buy tickets, if you don't buy season tickets. You know, if you want, if you really, because there's no account accountability for for Pete or for for Klein. Pete answers to Klein. Klein answers to Shadow President. And Shadow President answers the money. So there you go. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? Because if there's no accountability for Klein or for Pete, who's to say that they're not going to come in next year and still fuck up the team even more? Because I have no faith in them. Like, well, yeah, it. we're at a. You just have to. Hashtag trust the process. Yep. No. No good. Um, Which they've given you a ton of reasons to not yeah, hashtag trust yeah, the process. Yep. 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 Um, thank you, Alex and David. Sorry, we're running out of time. We're kind of running short. So uh, please uh, call again next week. Um, we're gonna move on a little bit. Um, let's let's run through G two real quick. Uh, since there is no game this week for the the first team, uh, the G twos are playing against Colorado Switchbacks FC. Back to the uh, the sex team. The greatest sex. Movie. I wanted I wanted to say one sex term that I thought was uh, was a good one or a sex term for uh, uh, a U.S. club. The Charleston Battery. Oh, it's probably it's like a BDSM. What's like going sex on? Movie. What's going there, on there was the, there was a show called that in Vegas. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like like deep in Vegas, like not yeah. like off the street. No, well, yeah, it was like North Vegas or something <laughs> like that, like seedy Vegas. Like you had to go drive in the desert a little bit. <laughs> Um, it's obviously a BDSM, you know, like, you know, you get some pleasure out of being whipped, hence the Charleston Battery. And... Wow. <laughs> I just had Ed explain BDSM to me. It's, it's the, you know, no, some, some people like stop. it, man. What do you... It's nothing. I mean... Nope. Nope. Anyways, they play this yeah. Friday. Uh, it's going to be an away game. Uh, you can find the game on YouTube. Game's at 6, uh, six o'clock. Uh, the G2, they're 13th in the West with 19 points from 21 games. Uh, they're 10 points out from a playoff spot. The last five matches are win, draw, draw, win, loss. Um, Colorado, 6th in the West with 33 points. The last five matches, a loss, win, win, loss. Uh, the last loss came off of a 2-0 win against Real Monarchs, who are right. like the first place in the West right now. Uh, G2 lost against the Phoenix United FC Rising Club of... Mm. Did you drug? But yeah, uh, again they and they lost two 0 as well. Peter Ramage, who used to play on Newcastle United, plays for Phoenix Rising. I discovered that watching that game. Y- no one knew that. Like terrible. literally, no one no, in this country knew that. I I thought he was dead. <laughs> He's like twenty eight. <laughs> He's got a family. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the Good last. Luck. Oh please. I'm continuing. Damn. I apologize. Um, the they met once last in June tenth of this year where. Um, Colorado beat the G2 2-1 which is obviously you know usually when you get the previous match it's probably always going to be a loss um, we pl- split the last five games yeah like Colorado's won two we've won two and, and we drew one so good chance so there you go um, watch it on Friday because <laughs> there's literally no other Galaxy things going on this weekend so yep. watch uh, watch that on Friday night you know get home from work and crack open a beer a glass of wine and Watch the the future of the galaxy. That's Friday, right? Friday ninety six. You'll probably see a lot of the uh, galaxy one and a half. The Mendiolas, the Diallo. Yeah. It looks like because Diallo is is there, loaned to there's, G2. There's ten games. Uh, there's ten days between uh, today and our next home game, so you'll see a lot of the G two G one and a halfs. Uh, and in that, let's uh, let's get into some lightning round before we head out. Today. Pew, pew pew lightning round. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that was nice. That was, that was angry. Dope. 
Uh, make sure that to mark that so we can get that as a as a drop. Syrup yeah, it was like a 55 minutes. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Ben's way of telling us to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I know. Man, hey, I, I love you guys. I love you too, sir. All right. Um, as you heard in the beginning of the show, Ziggy's quote, we did not deserve to lose 2 nothing. Um, after he, he mentioned after the first goal, the team was kind of deflated. How emotionally fragile is this team, and where the hell are its balls? Tucker? <laughs> I mean, Wait, where are the team's balls? Or yes. Drastically okay. different questions. I mean, the the team is so emotional. If they get deflated after just the, the one goal that was a little bit fluky, a little bit Brian Rose fault, I admit. But still, you're only down one nothing at home, and you, they look like shit after that. They look like it completely sucked the air out of them. The team's got no fight, no balls. Tucker? um you know uh, they're like a fine china um but this is what happens when you you know you can't score when you know your team's biggest issue is that you can't score goals so you go one nil down against a a decent team the likelihood you're going to get even an mls bullshit goals pretty pretty thin it's understandable that that they're deflated they know they have giassi's artist or jack McInerney on the field they know if they if they get scored on, they're losing one nothing. They might lose two nothing or three nothing, but the likelihood they're going to come back and score a goal, let alone fucking two. I I'd be fragile. I'd be fragile as hell. Yeah, man. Really? Absolutely. Go ahead. <clears throat> uh, these guys are probably as fragile as like a piece of tissue right now. It's like these dudes. Any little any little thing and. Their minds go go into like panic mode, and oh shit, here we go again. We suck again. Yeah. Oh no, Jermaine Jones slid again. Missed the ball again. Oh, and they scored again. And they scored. Fuck. They just dribbled around. They just dribbled around five uh, five of uh, our defenders. Oh god, not at again home. At, at home. home. Oh no, we lost. Uh, we're losing again at home. Oh fuck, and yeah. it's just. All right. So an oh, obvious yes, yes or no question. Just real quick, obvious yes or no. So has the team completely lost faith in Jossie? Absolutely, they don't pass. I mean, him is anymore. that why they're looking so deflated after that? You can literally see they don't pass to him anymore. It's it's reminiscent of like uh, Rob Friend. Oh, Rob Friend! Do you remember Rob Friend? Of course. It's it's reminiscent I mean, it's of Rob Friend where they like just seven feet tall. They, they call him the high dive. Yeah. Where they they you pass to him and you know no, at best at best nothing is coming of it. Somehow at best. Wouldn't you kind of take Rob Friend over Jasper? That right was now? a fucking. I would yes take no Rob. Question. I would take Rob Friend. There are no there are no yes me. or no questions. Uh, I would take Rob. I would take Rob Friend over Giassi, um, at least for the TAM. If anything else, at least for the salary in the TAM, because fucking Rob Friend didn't cost half as much as <laughs> Rob Giossi. Friend costs like forty three dollars. Two donuts from the Seven <laughs> Eleven. All right, real quick, I'm going to run through the rest of the schedule for you guys. We so we got eleven games left, and we're what we're we're, we're how many we're, losses do we have? Ed? Twelve. Twelve. All right, so we so we need three more losses to. Three more losses to tie the most losses we've had in one season post penalty kicks to decide okay. games. And so four to break it. All right. So four let's so, so I want you to tell me who's gonna break it. Our next game is away to Columbus, then we're home for two games, first the Quakes and then Colorado. Then we go on the road to to Seattle, home against Toronto, away to Atlanta, away to Kansas City, away to Houston. You keep in track Ed? Nope. <laughs> you guys are fucking when, killing me. When, when, when oh, you and then you're, you're, you're home to Salt Lake, 
you close out your home schedule with Minnesota, and your last game is in Dallas. All right, so not keeping track, or do you? <laughs> fuck, Tucker, you go first. You just listed out fucking ten teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's the question? Who is who is at a seven? Who is at seven? That would be Atlanta. Boom. There or, it no, is. I'm sorry. That would be Sporting Kansas City. We're good uh, way before totally that, re- dude. Way uh, before that. Let's talk about the, okay. Let's let's. I mean, that. What, what team are we going to beat? Let's Seriously, narrow it, in let's, that. In that, what are we going to win? Minnesota. Let's narrow it down a little bit. Let's do. Let's talk about home games. Home games. Okay. We have five home games left. Okay. Uh, yeah. San Jose, Colorado, Toronto, RSL, Minnesota. Yeah. Ooh, Minnesota. Do you get a win against San Jose? We can, at home. Ex- we okay, can. Let's talk expectation and talk about reality. What do you expect against San Jose? Oh, this is going to be fucking depressing. Um, what do I expect? Yes. It's got to be a win. And what's the reality? A draw. 2-2. Two, two. Colorado. Uh, win. Uh, reality. W- win. one nothing. Okay. Two, Toronto. Two, right, well, Toronto right, right after that, we start, the, we start the, sched- the, the, the fucked up part of the schedule there. You we're in a row, I mean, regardless home or away, you have Seattle, Toronto, Atlanta, Sporting, and Houston. You're not winning any of those games. Not one. AJ's going to score when we play Houston. No, it's going to be Leonardo. No, nah, they they benched him. They brought some. Oh, can they bench him now? Yeah, he's oh, that he sucks. sucks. Yeah, but you, you're not going to win any of those. Finish games. with your your home your home. Uh, um, and then you have Toronto loss loss Smashed. RSL. That's a win. You can, could, win. You can win that. You can win yeah. that. And then Minnesota, you can win. You that. You should be able to win that. So wait, so you're telling me we're going to win three of the last five home games? No, no. What you need to do is win four of those five, and you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You could Dude. do that. You could do four. But in reality, probably not going to do that. You're not gonna, no, you, I, I think you win one. I think we get we end, we end the season with probably three home wins. So we get two more. Maybe a Minnesota, RSL, call it a day. Maybe All right, better, better question. Do we get to 18 losses? No. We're sitting on 12. Ooh. Do we get six we're more losses 12? out of 11? Oh, well, listen, like I said, fuck. we're at 12, and you have that stretch so where you go, Seattle, you have a five-game stretch, Seattle, Toronto, Atlanta, Sporting, and Houston. Here's here's the better question, if I can if I can separate off that. Do we get to 17? 17 would be the most losses we've ever had, PKs or otherwise, in the history of the team. 17 losses would be the absolute most. Do we lose five games from here? Yeah, I would I think, have to say like absolutely I said, I, yes. Those five I think we lose in a row. I think absolutely but, yes. We we wow, what a fucking what a realization! Like this is a season we will likely get more losses than we've ever had in one year. Oh, it's it's a very high probability that's gonna and, happen. And Klein's getting a raise, I believe. No, Klein's <laughs> not getting a raise. Yeah, all the FO are gonna get raises. They're gonna get uh, bonuses because you know that's what you know how exe- how executives do when they fail some at something. Yeah, they, they become president when they fail at fucking shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, so real quickly, we got to touch on Paul Ariola. Why do we call this lightning round? I know. There's nothing <laughs> lightning. Well, there's nothing lightning about you, Tucker. That's the point. Is I think it's a joke. At this <laughs> yeah, point. I like, it's like that. where it takes lightning exactly. like 30 minutes. Lightning. All right, so we got to talk about Paul Ariola and the fact that he trained for a year in the Galaxy Academy, six months, and they gave him a they. The, the key here is they made him a contract offer. Genius. At least th- th- that's what I mean. They made him a contract offer. That dude was taking and photos so, in a Galaxy jersey for promotions. Yeah. And he signed for like TJ the next day. Yep. And now we get half a mil in allocation. Five hundred k. Yeah. Well, it's it's Thought? yeah. It's, it's a mixture of the two. It's, it's a jam. It's a it's gam jam and, and tam and gam and lamb and fam and lamb. 
Damn, a lama ding dong. Bam! I don't, that's like the exciting. That's the exciting. Badass <laughs> money. That's, that's the bam. That's my tam sound. <laughs> that's my tam sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's genius. It's great. So wouldn't you, would you rather have the 500G or would you rather have Areola? Uh, Areola wasn't feasible, so I would rather have the 500 grand. Tell me why. You can't um, just say he wasn't feasible. You got. Well, he you know. knew where he was. He picked where he was going. That's why United had to. It would have been easier to trade for the rights from us than to try to attempt to go through the allocation system, which was going to cost them way more money. But he knew where he wanted to go. Um, he knew where he was going to get paid because it's ridiculous to pay. What was it three million? Uh, three million dollar valuation transfer because they yeah. can't say that they bought him for three million. Um, but what his value in in transfer worth? Was three million dollars? Galaxy were fucking paying after Paul Ariel. No, we no should fucking way. We should. He's is he good? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Would I rather have him than at least some of the DPS we have? Yes. Um, but he is not what we should continue to expect to be a LA Galaxy caliber designated player. And even if the front office has done their absolute best to minimize your expectation of what a Galaxy designated player should be today, uh, Paul Ariola does not match what we should be looking for. So I would t- I would take the five hundred grand and hopefully that's another piece of money we're going to have next year. I would take the five hundred grand and hopefully invest it uh, into rebuilding the team, a striker. Ed, I mean I can't really say anything I better getting, than that. Oh, no, no, no. But I agree. I, <laughs> I can't say anything more. But hold I on. I mean, we'd, we the <laughs> last the last thing we need is another fucking midfielder, and getting five hundred thousand for literally doing nothing. Yeah, I'll take it. In we kept we kept a kid for six months yeah. and yeah. offered him a contract. So when is Haji Wright coming to the Galaxy? <laughs> well, it'd be nice, but uh, you know, I I have no reason to believe Haji Wright's screenshot. Back no, no way. Screenshot. <laughs> send it. You. Oh, thank you. By the way, I want to cool. thank everyone for sending their dick pics to Chris <laughs> at zero cool one thirty eight on Twitter and Instagram and Gmail. Haji Wright is only nineteen. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, but again, another midfielder. Yeah, no, no and we're gonna have. Look, we're gonna have the quest next year when Jones is gone. You'll have Alessandrini, Jonathan Dos Santos. Jao Pedro, Baggio back, who a lot of people don't like him before his value for for what we get out of him, not very costly, and a good backup. Emma Boateng, who deserves to start every single game, and Sebastian Lejet coming back. Haji Wright would be great, but is he is he staying for the rest of his career, or are we a, a stepping stone to get out of the reserves in Germany? Yeah, I think the, I think the last thing you need is, is another midfielder. Like, is right it now. worth it? Is it worth you know, we have good. We have very good midfielders coming through the academy, through Galaxy Two, Covarrubias, Rio Fuji, uh, Adrian Vera when he plays in the midfield. Um, very, very talented. Mendiola. You still have Bradford Jameson. You still have um, uh, Virial. Yeah, don't, don't let uh, Bradford Jameson's mom tell no, you. I, I, look, I don't even know. I don't even officially know. I look. No comment. Um, so, I would like Haji right back. I would like Haji right back for free, where it costs us absolutely nothing to acquire him. Other than that. It becomes how much are you paying to get someone to play in the most crowded part of your field? Or would you rather have Haji Wright go to another MLS team and someone give us another five hundred grand? Um, Haji Wright or five hundred grand allocation? Okay, well, allocation. That, I'd probably take Haji Wright. Oh, between those two options, yeah, those two. I options. would rather he not be in the league at all. But no, I'm saying I would rather he. I would rather he not be in the league at all. So if he's going to be in the league, I would rather he be on the Galaxy. I like get, your yeah. questions that are asked, and Chris goes, like, no, fuck your question. <laughs> let me, let me, tell you, let me tell you the question. I'm going to sh- tell you the third option that I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Here's the question you should be asking me. Yeah. 
All right, fucker. Um, do we? This actually, Chris, you don't even get to answer this one. This one's for Ed because we're better. so over. Ooh. Um, Ed, do we? <laughs> what color are your panties? Ed? <laughs> Nothing. Clear. Oh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right, do we do we sell now? Do we do we sell Yella and Ashley now, knowing that the season's done? It's over. We all we all can agree that the season's done. Why don't I get to answer this? Because we're already like at an hour and seven minutes. Um, absolutely sell them. Absolutely get money for them now. In three months, they'll be gone, and you'll get nothing for them. Season if we're gonna, but the front office will never. Admit that they failed this year, and if they sold both players, that's absolutely telling you that they're not looking that they recognize for this the year. season's over. And yeah, but I personally, I would tell you to sell them, get something for them. I would at least sell yellow. Uh, yeah. So, so, so Tucker, so this last one will go right back to you, okay? Since we were just talking about them, um, all the players coming back, uh, with all everyone that you mentioned coming back, Legit, Baggio, and all the young guys coming up. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you look for G two for next year? I mean, who's going to stay or go? Does a guy like Covarrubias stay, knowing that he's gonna, not going to have a real chance with the first team? Um, what do we do with with all the kids? Are they going to get playing time if we go sign a couple more strikers? And BJ's always playing down in G two. So well, who's who stays and who goes and who gets more importantly who gets playing time? Who do they value to get playing time next year? What I'm what I'm worried about is we need. And I'm going to answer your question. Fuck you, Ed. Stop looking at me. I'm going to answer your question. But what I'm worried about is the road. <laughs> Chris is divert. He just diverts off the road. Again, here's the question you should be asking. No. Um, I What I worry about with what we need for the first team is that our biggest position of need, strikers. We need a striker. You have Justin Dillon and you have um, Ethan Zubak on the second team. And you have Adrian Vera, who also plays striker sometimes, on the second team. Um, and then in the, in the first team, you have Gio, Zardis, Lassiter, uh, McBean, and you know Villarreal, I guess, a little, Bradford Jameson, a little. If you sign another striker, you're pushing Bradford Jameson, Lassiter, um, and McBean back to G2, which is stunting the growth of Justin Dillon and Zubak. That is what I said. So what I'm worried about is we absolutely need a striker or the first team is fucked. Our biggest, our best, one of our best bright spots in the second team is our striker. So if we if we bring that guy in, we stunt these other guys' growth. Like what I would like to see, in all honesty, we have to find maybe a loan out Bradford, maybe a loan out uh, uh, Lasseter. But I, I think I I would hope we would keep G two as the same as possible. Um, play Smith if Diallo is going to be the number two, even though he takes up the international spot. Play Smith every week at at uh, in G two and let him get minutes. Oh, they've been playing Diallo as a center back. Because he's loaned down to G2 now. Yeah. But it's like if he's going to be the the number two right back behind, I think it's tough for them to have two international spots going to right back. Um, but if you're going to play Diallo as the number two right back, let Smith go down to G2 and get regular minutes. Um, figure out whether we're all aboard on Lasseter or McBean, or maybe it's time to loan them or cut one of them. Um, okay, so let's do that. So let's play loan or cut right now real quick. Ooh. All right. Let's do it. Fuck, Mary kill, right? Exactly. Yeah, man. All right, so we'll start with Ari Lasseter. Loan or cut him for next year? Loan. I would loan him to a to a team probably in the USL where he can get regular minutes, um, and 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 keep developing without hurting the the younger kids that we probably pushed up too fast. Um, I don't see anything from him. 
unfortunately. I say you yeah, cut him. I agree with you. I think you just let him go. All right, what about McBean? I'd cut him. Might be time. Yep. Yep. All it's right. been six years now. Yeah, might be time. Yeah. I heard Coventry said he's looking for a striker. So. <laughs> Damn, yeah, U23 is he made. <laughs> yes. The, all right, and uh, Villarreal. Which one? Ooh. Well, the one, the, the older one. Jose. Jose. Jaime's still too young to play cut or long. Jaime got a bad rap in games he had no fucking business being Exactly. Either. That's the problem. Um, He's injury prone. That's the big issue. Again, Jose has been with the club for five years now. It's You've seen what he can do. And when he's on, he's really good. You can't That's say that about problem. Lassiter. That's mm. my problem. Or McBean, he's even. Old, yeah, Lassiter, I, I wouldn't. I got to agree with you. Lassiter, I wouldn't be able to say that. McBean, I can't say that. When Jose Villarreal is on, he is fucking on. Yeah. He is one of our best. He, is, he might be the single best chance creator on the team outside of Alessandrini. And possible free kick taker. When he's on. Yeah, when he's on, that dude. But he's yeah. off but that's, so that's, fucking often. It's two games a year. Yeah. It's two games a year, and they're never back-to-back. No. Like, it's it's this month when somebody it's, went down, and it's, it's this month when somebody went down. It's time to stop thinking with your emotions. It's like, look, they're just not good enough. If he is content being a squad player, I would keep him. But I, I would also worry about... I would I would keep him in a world where we don't have maybe Mendiola that we're holding back. If Mendiola's going to be your guy. I think we, we need to start getting to whether these people are going to be a guy, the guy. He's going to be someone that's going to make the first team, and that's the goal. Because we have five or six of these like middle zone players yeah. that are the, too the good for the G2 and, and not good enough for, for Yeah, that was, that was my team. next one, Mendiola. What do we do with him? I'd say you got to loan him somewhere. Yeah, I think he's still a little too young to just give up. I would, I would like a loan. I would like a loan whether it's to another team in the country, just somewhere where he can play every week. Send him, send him close, like to Reno or something, yeah. or, or in Arizona. The Sacramento. Like I can understand not wanting to send him to a rival, but. You know, just a place where, somewhere close, like four four hours away, where they can call him back. And that they can call him if they need. Fresno yeah. Fuego. Oh, Fresno. There you go. Todd Donovan's team. You got a connection with the, the San Francisco. If they survive the year, lone fucking. Yeah, I heard that yeah. they're not though. They're not doing. I heard that. Oh, that pre- yeah, it's yeah, pretty they're much they're, done. They're not doing very well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. California United, the new uh, some new teams popping up. Oh, uh, uh, then well, well there's a, the San Diego team too from NASL. I, I would I heard, that, I heard that might not be happening either. I would Jesus love to Christ. see NASL just die already. <laughs> exactly, God damn. Yeah. Strength of U.S. soccer. Is strong. <laughs> oh God. So I don't know. I would like to see Mendiola hang around, but it, it, it might. I, I would. I would say to loan that kid out. If the you're, international if you're spot keep him, hurts. If you're going to keep him, loan him out. Yeah. The international spot he takes up really hurts. Yep. Which is you know the big part of the problem. All right, that's it for me. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, Ben. Lightning round over. Like that's that's what we're gonna. That's what we close it out. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about, Chris, before we head out of here? Um, not really. Nothing. I, nothing I can really think of. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Ziggy said the team is missing a center forward, and he took the job where he knew he didn't have a center forward. That part of me wanted to applaud him for being honest about Zardis not playing very well, and the other part was like, you knew what you're getting. Into. You knew what the fuck you were buying into, and yeah. now you're gonna throw your hands in the air and say, oh, oh, what? I, didn't, I can't I believe we couldn't score a goal. Oh, you knew okay. McInerney was your striker. You knew Zardis was your striker. You knew neither of them could score a goal. But you took the job. Ooh. Is this what we're going with it, really? Hey. Jesus Christ. Also, it was really fucked up they had Ziggy around the stadium while Anolfo was still coaching and then gave him the job immediately. <laughs> well, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? All right. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at the Riot, at Riot Squadcast. You can find us on Facebook. Search Riot Squadcast. Please like and share our posts. It would be a, a very big help to us. 
Uh, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Get more earballs on this podcast. You can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at EdTheZombie13. You can find me on my uh, all my different socials at ZeroCool138. And you can find Ben on Twitter at DTRadioBen. Um, you can send us an email at riotsquadcast at gmail.com or sorry just riotsquadcast at gmail.com don't at 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 us so at at us yeah um the quick chris at 0138 don't do it uh, chris, send it to our, that fucking asshole in the white house give him our uh, our uh, voicemail so we can send us voicemail oh that is uh, 562-641-5277 562-641-LARS anytime you guys want to give us a shout out on uh, the voicemails post game mid game you're bored 2 a.m. and you're and you're drunk, you wanna give us a call? Let's give us a call. Fucking nodding out on the bath like a call. Alright. That's episode 50, Chris. Can't believe we made it past two. That's 49 more than I thought we did. <laughs> we're getting pretty close to our, our year anniversary. Um, we're picking up some ideas uh, right now of what to do. Um, but you know, you guys listen in uh, in here and uh, we'll let you guys know what's going on uh, for that. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye. Watching some good friends scream, let me out. Turned away from it all like a blind man. Sat on a fence, but it don't work. Keep coming up with love, but it's so slashed and torn.